0: what's an unscrupulous way we could get into college? Like, what's the most unscrupulous way we could get into college? Oh, unscrupulous, you say? (laughs) Well, I saw
1: some nerds around the corner, Paul. We (laughs) could beat them up and take their (laughs) motorboards.
0: And no one would be able to distinguish us from them. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's those nerds. Get in here.
1: <laughs> those 12-year-old nerds.
0: Hold on, we're stalling their, mo- their mortarboards, so we're specifically just going to the graduation part of college.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's ingenious. Because <laughs> then we'll turn up on the first day of college, and they'll go, God, they're keen. Hey.
0: <laughs> Fuck yeah. I-, I don't know what it is. Something about you just says graduate. <laughs> I can really see you passing this course, and I mean really see it. <laughs>
1: It's almost like it's happened.
0: <laughs> In
1: this business college class. Oh, twist. We sold out. Oh,
0: shit. No, I came here yeah. for my humanities. Oh, the humanities. <laughs> learned things that you just can't teach at Harvard. I'm Paul Cosby, Decade. I'm so nervous. <laughs> Rightly so. Uh, <laughs> this week, we are covering unfortunate choice of words, Steve Milner's 1986
2: thing, Soul Man. Some people don't do anything to get into
0: Harvard. It's going to be great. These are the 80s, man. It's the Cosby
2: decade. For Mark Watson, all it took was a little soul. Mom, Dad, I'm black. What? what? No, you're crazy. Mark Watson. Come on! From the producer of Risky Business, Soul Man, he
1: didn't give up, he got down. Got on. This one was recommended by at Harrison Vivo on Twitter. Um, he, he makes a lot of video essays. He did a very, very terrible, in a good way, one about cats. And then he recommended this because he hates
0: us. He hates America. <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. You tell us what you ate, mate, and we'll figure it out. We'll put it all together and we'll realise why you've recommended Steve Milner's nineteen eighty six thing, Soul Man. He got down. You might know Steve Milner, he directed Friday the thirteenth, part two, Friday the thirteenth, part three, and Halloween H twenty. We like that one. Oh great. Yeah. Again, this,
1: this you, you saying that we like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh no 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 H H twenty yeah, I'm getting mixed up. H20 was the um the Josh Hartnett Starbuck one. That was
0: that's the one. Uh, no, not Starbuck. Okay, Starbuck was in eight. The one with um uh, uh what's that was what the one names? I don't like. Buster yes. Rhymes Buster Rhymes and who was the woman from America's Carla Next Gagino. Top Model? No, Bates It's Carla Gugino.
1: Uh, it's Carla Gugino. It's Tyra Banks.
0: <laughs> Tyra Banks, thank you. Fuck me, and that's uh, <laughs> that demonstrates our level of cultural awareness. Well, it's time for us to review Soul Man. Um, also, Steve Milner directed Lake Placid, uh, which is a fun little link to last <laughs> week. Six Degrees of Anaconda. I really wish we had more links to last week. <laughs> we'll find them, Paul. <laughs> we'll find them together. The One Anaconda Thing is now the podcast. <laughs> oh, God. Critics responded to the film as if it really oughtn't have been done. Uh, Paul Atani- Ataniasso.
1: I thought, you gonna, I thought you were saying my name then. I was like, no, don't put me in the spot here. <laughs> not not Paul- so early on in the episode. <laughs> Paul Goodman
0: said... And then I just hold the microphone out to you. <laughs> it like bumps against my. I was going to say cleavage. I meant face. Paul Atanasio, over mm. at Washington Post, said the pity is it isn't even outrageous. I hate that. I came here to be punched directly in the face, and you're just doing a lot of nipple work. I don't get it, and I don't like it.
1: You won't rest until at least somebody in the bedroom says that was
0: outrageous. <laughs> outrageous. The public loved it, though. Susie Geeson over oh. at Amazon UK said, "Very funny film. Should be shown in British schools." I agree, but for different reasons. <laughs> Bring on the Blu-ray, please, Amazon. Yeah, get on it, Jeff. The only
1: thing missing from this was,
0: yeah, the high def, <laughs> the high def viz. I want to see a fucking restoration of this piece of shit <laughs> on the Blackup.
1: I want to. I, I just want to know.
0: <laughs> Come on, Jeff. Get on it. Start. Do something for the people for once. The British people. High def, Jeff. <laughs> Hi, I'm Hi-Jeff, Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> I can't even say my own name right. God, I never got it right once. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, what can I hi for you? I don't get how you work or why you're here. Please go away. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, Leslie Nielsen is a three-man. I didn't think yeah. it would happen like this.
1: No, I thought Spy Hard was going to...
0: Yeah, be a contributory factor.
1: Mm, but he's been in three things, hey?
0: Yeah, and if you had sat me down at the beginning of this fucking ordeal and said... Which three films do you think is going to make Leslie Nielsen a threesome? I don't think I'd have named one of them.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to remember the third one now. I've got superhero movie Soul Man.
0: Surf Ninjas. Surf Ninjas. <laughs> oh.
1: oh. Oh. Kate the halcyon, halcyon, mate. Innocent days of Surf Ninjas. <laughs> when There's all been... we had to contend with was a, like a weird rape joke.
0: All we had to contend with was some hot boys and... All the sex Bush underage stuff that you could handle. Oh, free to a man, free in the
1: Bush, free, free, Films
0: are shit, mate. Uh, Speaking of Bush, an interesting one-man is the imaginatively named Ron Reagan, son of then-president Ronald Reagan, who I forgot to look out for, actually, in the film. Uh, The film was consequently screened in the White House, and so joins the illustrious list of presidential movies. I really hope Bush Sr. was fucking there. I hope Reagan insisted that Bush Senior can watch his son's shitty film. Let's see if your son can fuck up worse than this, they would have said. I, d- I, did,
1: see, um, I did see an article, actually, um, just looking at how James L. Jones might have thought about Soul Man retrospectively. Um, i got an article that said, Ronald Reagan and, and Mrs. and Nancy Reagan give it a thumbs up. So, yeah, um,
0: you were just out looking for apologies.
1: <laughs> I ju- I'm just just curious. Just um, curious. We will, as you, the listener, will no doubt understand, as we go through this, <laughs> what reach- James L. Jones, yes, and Ray Doan
0: Chong might have thought about this film. <laughs> oh well, I can say that fifty percent of that is well and truly behind it, but uh, the film has thirteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes, thirty-three percent on Metacritic, and five point three on IMDb. Divisive yeah. at the Last Jedi. <laughs> so, Paul, you humourless man.
1: Um, howdy there. I'm not a person of colour.
0: <laughs> oh shit! Who so I did? It's that. the reverse. Fantastic. <laughs> oh god what's one thing about this movie that made you want to get pulverized by drunken bigots oh wow do, do you know what
1: it's starring the best puncher in the world yeah see some as
0: this is a superhero <laughs> origin story we didn't really get into it yeah. but... that's why leslie nielsen's in this i get it now. irrespective of everything this guy has the fucking power of a thousand gods <laughs> but before he has that he has blues music Because that's how we start. Yes. We start with some blues music because these filmmakers really get black people. As a matter of fact, they actually, uh, they weren't really meta with this concept and they, um, the filmmakers, the directors, screenwriters, producers, they all blacked up in order to abuse some arts funding that were available for black artists. Um, They gave up on that idea when they realized that as white people, they can get any lazy or conceived piece of shit funded instantly.
1: (laughs) They just got the writer from The Wonder Years in (laughs) and the rest filmed itself.
0: (laughs) It literally filmed itself. By which they mean they
1: hired black people to do it. They were just really racist.
0: (laughs) They're so racist, is the thing. God, somebody stop them. Somebody stop the director of Friday the 13th part, whatever. (laughs) Something's got to happen. Anyway, we meet our hero post Uh He has a bit of a glance at a sleeping woman's boobs and then lets his friend be super present in the bed with her. He doesn't even know her name! Yeah. I love these guys. They're great. They, they both realize that they're, they're
1: getting into Harvard Law School Ooh. and they scream so loud. It's not a joke. <laughs> you got in, didn't you? Well, so did I.
2: Yeah! <laughs>
0: school. but they're like those social network guys i'm ready for a comedy oh i hope it's screwball i hope it's crueball. i hope there's a bit where some people are in one room and some people are in another room and they can't know that they're in the other room <clears throat> oh god that'd be a really good way of resolving in race relations film
1: so <laughs> um they, they they fuck around for about half an hour just going, oh, oh we're getting into Harvard. Oh, imagine. Yeah. And then, then... Cody, Cody from Dawson's Creek. I don't know any of their names from anything.
0: <laughs> Rich dad, I it's...
1: assume this is going towards. Yeah, well, his dad, Cody yeah. from Dawson's Creek. So, oh, is that uh, him? Our hero. A... Great. No, I have no, no idea. Um, <laughs> there's not a Cody in Dawson's Creek. There's um, <laughs> not. The, um, <laughs> It's potentially a Pacey. <laughs> um, but I think he looks like Seth from the OC is my is what I'm getting at. Cody from Dawson's Creek, his dad, says, I'm not actually going to give you the money yeah. that I saved for your college degree. I'm yeah. going to buy a timeshare in the Bahamas or Barbados or somewhere foreign. Yeah. And buy. And, and, yeah, and, and, and that's it. it. So, You're going so to have to go to
0: a school, you know, that you can get into for your own merits. And he's like, fucking never, never. <laughs> so
1: he goes, well, on my own merits, hey. And then... And then pretty much, it's like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Cut to him,
0: blacked up. Well, not quite. He has a few different things that he tries to do, including going to a bank to get a loan. And his performance in that scene really reminded me of Patrick Bateman. Well, I mean, it's not like I'm poor or something. In all those cases, I had the money. It's not like I couldn't make the payment. And the idea that this guy is going to spend the next 90 minutes getting redeemed really actually nauseated me. Yeah. (laughs) had
1: real hopes at any, like most points during this movie that he was at least going to end up in prison. And he does. But <laughs> at least dead. It's not... At the very least, but dead. De- at the very least, dead. <laughs> um, yeah. He, he tr- got- tries to get a loan. He, tr- yeah. he tries to investigate which uh, scholarships are on offer. Yeah, um, It's not one for poor people. No, yeah. for poor, there is one for poor people. Yeah, there's not, not one for... people for... whose parents are assholes.
0: <laughs> yeah, not one for people whose parents have decided not to give them some of their immense wealth. Um, yes. He tries to go to his dad's doctor in order to um get convince him to let him go into school and it's re- mm. um there's a gag that reveals that the uh doctor's wife is actually just the doctor in drag uh which fills me with dread at the remaining runtime great really started God, to even, fear for my life at that stage i didn't even spot that bit i must have turned around <laughs> for the whole scene <laughs> the, the picture was present and prominent for the entire scene so yeah must have been quite one of your seven minute blanks hey look there was one scene in the movie
1: where i had to cook some dumplings Ah oh, fuck. And I didn't and I didn't wanna un I didn't want to pause it because that would have meant I'd have had to watch it later.
0: <laughs> You'd have to watch more of it. Yeah, I can see your dilemma. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, we we Uh, get to the crux, okay? There's a scholarship that is only available for black people and so our main character takes some experimental tanning pills that turn his skin black so that he can take advantage of a memorial fund intended to get underprivileged black students into what is to this day an immensely socioeconomically and fairly racially exclusive prestige university. Let the laughs begin! They chemically tan your skin. Uh, Mark, uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but you're not tan. You're black. I'm going on the
2: Henry Q. Bouchard Memorial Scholarship for the best black applicant from Los Angeles,
1: California. Yeah. So (laughs) there is, it really does happen though. One scene ends with, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. And it cuts to him. Already black. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Like,
1: oh, hey, presto. (laughs) <laughs> the most obvious logical conclu- the obvious logical conclusion. Yeah. So he he yeah. does a few things, like he, he he intimidates his friend by running up beside <laughs> him and getting in his way and yeah. exploiting his like uh like racial latent prejudices. And then he says, <laughs> um it's the eighties uh America loves black people.
0: And... Yeah, citing Bill Crosby as an example. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Bill Crosby, <sighs> Bill Crosby. Um, all the same, all the same monster, really. And in many both ways that's Bill's. how he eluded the authorities for so long. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Damn, what a, but what a pseudonym The sticky the sticky issue of the morals of this uh, Come into play um, The morals being that you're taking An actual scholarship away from a really black student um, That is a real black student Not necessarily a very black student <laughs> You know, this issue is raised By the best friend And let, let's just have a close listen to that justification, shall we? How many people do you think from Los Angeles Got accepted into Harvard this year? About four And out of that four, how many do you think were black? One who know and that guy got a better deal from stanford how do you fucking know this and i know that this has just been written you know to get around the extreme moral horror of doing this and goddamn this movie for trying to do that in the first place but either that's mm. accurate and evidence of a real fucking problem in black education in america in which one applicant can come from an entire city into the most prestigious mm. law school in the world in well probably the world i don't know or it's bullshit and fuck this movie for wanting us to like this guy (laughs) the
1: the, the crazy thing here and and what i had a presentiment of was that this film is going to be knowingly and unknowingly um moving scene by scene And, and and i think this is really the beginning of it they know it's wrong and yet we're gonna have some real scenes here paul
0: we're gonna have some fun doing this really wrong thing guys so, I, and also, this is our first full scene of this guy in blackface, and I'm just fucking embarrassed by this idiot. I'm really embarrassed by him, and I want to punch him a
1: lot. It's so cringy. <laughs> it, it, it's so, and, and whenever, whenever any scene starts, let's, let's just go through these, Paul. Let's just do the plot. And, yeah. And every time a scene starts, the listener will just go, oh, I know, I know exactly. Oh, this is going to be awful.
0: Yeah. Let me just explain. My notes do get less angry as I, as I acclimatize to the whole thing, but there is a little okay. um, difficulty curve in this film. Yeah. Okay, the two guys move into some college digs and experience their first bit of discrimination from the landlord. Yeah. Nothing some awkward comedy can't fix.
2: Yeah, there may be a problem here. You know, when your mother entered this place for you, she never told me that your roommate was a... Uh, <clears throat> what? A black Negro. Mark? A black Negro? Right. Wait a minute. Where'd you get this information? He never told me he was a black negro. I, I, I'm shocked. I...
1: If it was a film where it was starring an actual black guy as the lead, um, just having you know experiencing prejudice in university, the friend's reaction yeah. would have been a, a cool reaction. <laughs> but it's really weird because he's using that to then get the better of the landlord yeah. um, by like fakely, like over enthusiastically thanking him for pointing out that his friend is a, a, a black negro. I think yeah. is what he says. Yeah. Um, Everyone's, hold, everyone's holding their cakes and trying to eat them. <laughs> yeah, the point is they're we, doing all these somersaults.
0: The point is we don't have to worry about it yet. We can move on yep. and everything's fine. So we're still having fun with this premise. But oh fucking boy, here comes Leslie Nielsen in one of his three scenes. In one of his great comedy roles. <laughs> wait.
1: Great. What's Leslie Nielsen gonna do in this one?
0: Uh oh, he's gonna punch a guy later. Fantastic. <laughs> and it's just in time to see our main character. I fuck his daughter. He's an yeah. actual
1: hero. It's great, and then yeah, I mean Leslie Nielsen immediately comes out as a racist. Oh yeah, and it's it's just great to it's just great to see Leslie Nielsen fulfilling
0: that that role once <laughs> in his career. It's great to see him reprising his role from Surf Ninjas. <laughs> it was so racist; it never came out. Oh, Christ. but the guys the guys are discussing how they're going to go about fucking every single woman in the first party they go to.
2: So what's the plan? I say we divide and conquer. Well, uh, let's see. Why don't you take the ones with undergarments and I'll take the ones without.
0: But then he falls yeah. in love with the first woman he's spoken to. Oh What a lo- likable oh. guy. Oh, that's where I know Ray Dawn Chong from. She was in commando. Oh excellent. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, that's great. That's great. I think we've all learned something here today, and that was Soul <laughs> Man. Our fucking hero decides he can take advantage of his new skin colour further by signing up to a class of a black professor, hoping to suck up every last morsel of leeway that might be afforded to a black man in his position. And just to be clear, there isn't a black man in his position because he's in it.
1: <laughs> yeah, he celebrates that by um, greeting the black professor played by James L. Jones yeah. in a sort of...
0: Oh, what was it?
1: He says right on when right he calls on. his name. Ah, oh, one of my people. Um. Fantastic. And... Yeah, and then, and, and then cracking jokes instead of being good at law, which I assume that he was <laughs> before he decided to pretend to be black.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, if he was actually, if he did show up as a white guy, that would have worked according to the 80s. He'd have become Charles in Charge. I don't know what Charles in Charge is. <laughs> <laughs> but he would have become it. He would have become um, that entity.
1: Such are the horrors of this this movie purports. Such are the horrors but, of the 80s. Yeah, Jesus. What a nightmare. Patrick Bateman's just around the corner. <laughs> you know, Bracing and Ellis from the future, writing,
0: creating content for it. Cormac yeah. McCarthy actually killing people. It's really rough. But Yeah, gosh. Look. They let him do that. Our fucking hero. They let him. They encouraged it. They thought this is going to make great art. Our fucking hero distracts another black student from her apparently very hard-won education by relentlessly yeah. staring at her and flirting with her while she's trying to learn.
1: Love that. Yeah, driving her to the point of, of genuinely hating him <laughs> for quite some time there. Oh, she'll come round. Oh, Have you seen Star Wars?
0: Do. Have you seen any Harrison Ford movie? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it really works. Well, If anything, really see Thomas Howell in this hasn't been aggressive enough. Uh, I'm sure he's going to work on that once he's seen Star Wars.
0: I mean, it's how I, it's how I met my bitch. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to shout out to Paul's bitch. <laughs> Where is she, anyway? Well, you left her somewhere. <laughs> left her somewhere, Jesus Christ. She was propping open that door. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> Fuck. That's been embarrassing. A- how are you going to explain that to the people of Stringfellows? <laughs>
0: <laughs> All their hoes are going to escape.
1: <laughs> oh Christ! Well, speaking of hoes, are we going to get onto the bit where um, Marcus Mark yeah. um, beds a lady who is obsessed with non-white non-white people?
2: I could really feel four hundred years of oppression and anger in every pelvic thrust.
1: And then takes him to her parents' house, whose dad is uh, where Leslie Nielsen resides, because he is her dad. And we have this scene where each member of the family, Leslie Nielsen, the mm. wife and the kid, those yeah. people don't care, hate them. Um, they all imagine Mark, this white guy, blacked up, actually a black guy, mm. as a, like an outrageous black stereotype. So the dad imagines him as a pimp and he's going on about watermelon. Look
2: yep. at my heroin and my hypodermic needle, bitch. Here's some more watermelon while you're at it. Yes, dear. White, fat ass
1: slut. What are you looking at? The kid imagines him as Prince.
0: Jimi Hendrix, I think. Oh, is Jimi Hendrix? Well, he looks like Prince, and he's wearing a Prince costume, but he sounds and performs like Jimi Hendrix. And the kid was just watching Prince on the little TV, so. Oh, no!
1: Oh, maybe it's just a, a really bad prince.
0: <laughs> <If> maybe <laughs> um, nobody
1: knew what prince sounded like. Yeah, and, and the mum, Paul. Well, tell us about the mum.
0: Well, the mum, she sees him as this sort of colonial... uh, Not colonial. Well, yeah, like colonial revenge uh, rape fantasy. Fantastic. All my life,
2: I've only been able to think about one thing. White women. And now, at last,
1: I'm going to have one. fetish Fetishizing him. Oh, it's all Um, about
0: the fetishization of black bodies by both the daughter and the mum, and it's fantastic. A real chance for a nuanced look at the relationship between races. Oh, a dick joke!
2: Then, of course, some of the stereotypes are completely untrue.
0: Yeah,
1: like what?
2: Like the one about penis size.
1: I I, I think it's great, and I think that, you know, if Jordan Peele would have done it, (laughs) which he did in Get Out, it was great.
0: (laughs) It was great! You know, and I don't see the difference, really. Just because we have a white... Soul Man. We have a white actor yeah. here sort of doing black mannerisms and playing, yeah, sure, it's from the perspective of um, the family, but also, you know, we get quite, a, a white actor gets a chance to really stretch his legs into some black stereotypes and that, really ham it up. that, that makes me happy.
1: I mean, that's what art is, Paul.
0: That's what art used to be and should still be again, I think. We get a few other scenes... Hoping to seduce our hero, our um, hoping to seduce Commando Girl, our absolute yeah. hero dresses up like a black militant to attend a study group. Yeah, oh, the hilarity, that's fantastic. That's, that's not, fantastic. Not going to come up again. It is, well, he apologizes for it. So that's oh, he, um, he will. That's he how will. It comes come up to. again. Oh, sure, yeah, absolutely. And this is yeah. going to get him really into trouble with the black community who aren't in the film. Meanwhile, two basketball <laughs> coaches fight over our hero because he's black great. and blacks are great at sports. Cause... But he's not really black, so he's not really good at sports. That's the level of insight. It's the level of insight into the black experience you can only expect from predominantly white filmmakers.
1: Yeah, you know, when we're talking about positive racism, Paul, the key word is positive.
0: (laughs) That's the important bit. Oh, Christ. And also just, you know, I mean, so far in this movie, I've seen uh, police harassment and good at sports. And those are the things I know about black folk big penises Paul you forgot oh big yeah big penises that's the other thing oh wait there's another thing I know about black people and that's Ray Charles so how about yeah. fuck how do we work that into this movie oh I know Julie Louise Dreyfus shows up and they know her from before and um mm. so our main hero is just gonna do an impression of Ray Charles for no reason and I he's the
1: guy that plays Lister Lister
0: from Red Dwarf Cra- Craig Charles
1: Craig Charles that's it I yeah. <laughs> 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 couldn't get that out of my head it's <laughs> like
0: are you sure <laughs> He's definitely doing his Ray Charles when he puts his glasses on and starts swaying from side to side. Oh, I thought that was Stevie Wonder. Oh fuck! Well, maybe I'm the maybe I'm the racist.
1: I'm I'm, I'm going to go with Ray Charles just because um, Stevie Wonder was my first point of reference.
0: <laughs> Hello, everyone. Having done a little more research, it seems that both Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder used to sway their heads to the music that they were playing. But it is most definitely a Stevie Wonder impression that our brilliant hero is doing here in this moment for no fucking reason. Fantastic. In any um, case, I'm just glad that it's happening because I get to write the note. What a fucking idiot that man is. And I don't really know who I mean by that. the The actor, <laughs> the character, the people who made it happen. I just feel Ray like this Charles. film is a fucking idiot of a man. <laughs> might be Ray Charles. Yeah, maybe this movie made me a racist.
1: oh um, God. this scene this scene is great because firstly, yeah. they do that, and it's just wonderful to to know that people are really taking risks in cinema still. <laughs> And the other is, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is in it, and she gets to just stand there while this happens.
0: She gets to, well, um, I mean, in the 80s, and in accordance with also um, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, her primary role was to be shocked by things. I mean, she was just okay. good at that. She's she got was a good just, face for it. She was just good at being, oh, I say. Which, you know, <laughs> is, what, is the niche I want to carve out for myself, but I'm too permissive. Mm. Nothing shot me yet. <laughs> Not anything. No. Oh. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. Nice. Oof. There you go, man. Oh, Julia I Louise Dreyfus. My... <laughs> I'm the new Julia Louise Dreyfus. <laughs> oh, You're teaming. F- fuck me. Anyway, our complete hero missed a study date with Commando Lady whilst he was, you know, getting getting banged by uh, Neslie Nilsson's yeah. daughter. Um, <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, he sees that his grades are down and so he really get a better get back to exploiting her. So, they'll better try now, at least. <laughs> um, my grades are bad, so, he's... sorry. Therefore, sorry for the thing I did.
1: Oh, but okay. he's the one that's good and she's the one that's struggling, presumably because he's been ruining her life. <laughs> um, he offers to have a study session with her, and yeah. and she does accept eventually, even though she does hate him a little bit, quite yeah. a lot. Mostly hate.
0: Well, maybe and, our hero's um, learning a little bit about what it means to be a black man in 80s America because he's going to get some police uh, harassment. Yep. Yeah. He's going to get beaten up by a, a gang of whites. He's going to get beaten up by a gang of whites and we're going to hear the N-word for the first time. And I'm just laughing yeah. like a loser, Paul. I can't yeah. help myself. This
1: bloody comedy he is sh- just too much. He doesn't like the Beach Boys anymore, he says. Oh, that's brilliant so that's because
0: black people wouldn't. That's the other thing yeah. I've learned from, yeah. from the Surf Boys, whatever this film's called. But yeah. he comes to school with bruises he got from his uh, his hate crime that he's been a part of. <laughs> And someone says, I see he came in native costume today. What? You mean his face? Yeah, the, I don't
1: know. The bruises? Jesus. I, I, I do not know what that means. Fucking hell. Anyway, they do say it. And that's <laughs> when I realised that that guy was meant to be a racist the whole time. Um, <laughs> Surprise, it was me. And, and and James L. Jones. Then they have this moment after class where James L. Jones has that, um, you know, as you're a black... A black man in this yeah. society, you're going to have to work twice as hard as all the white, the little white shits in here. Yeah, and but... I go, yeah, that, that's a really thoughtful thing, and it would be a really great connection if this was a film.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's not in the moonlight kind of, you know, you've got to prove yourself. You've got to work twice as hard to mean something to all of these people. It's, you're going to have to work twice as hard because I'm not going to be easy on you, you piece of shit. <laughs> You'll
2: get no special treatment from me, Mr. Watson, do you hear me? No special treatment. And if that means you've got to work twice as hard as these little white shits, then you damn well better work twice as hard.
0: Because I know you've got all this stuff you've got to experience, and I'm just still going to be rough with you.
1: I, I I, think it's getting at the same thing. Yeah. I
0: really do. I feel like if I hadn't seen waves, that thing wouldn't have occurred to me. <laughs> really? I don't know. It's just, uh. Well, we'll sample the speech and see what people think, but yeah. I don't know. I just feel like it was just a kind of... well, look, it's time for our movie to awkwardly transition into having a point. Because we've had our laughs. You've had all of those. (laughs) We sure have. Yeah, and there's 50 minutes left. So let's contemplate what's going to happen next. He's had institutional racism, a racially motivated hate crime, and an education system that is indifferent to his suffering. So where's this comedy film going to go next? Have you seen the Flintstones? Uh, It turns out the commando lady is having trouble because she has a kid and a job. Well, she had yeah. a lot more going on than just being attractive. I hope our hero can save her from her right. life. How could he, Paul? <laughs>
1: he's he's basically he's starting to regret what he's doing now because he learns that um, Sarah was going to be the recipient of the scholarship. Um, if he didn't yes. go for it, that's right. They tell people when they're runners-up, they're like, oh, yeah. it was almost you. It was almost you who got yeah. the money. <laughs> but not quite. And now she has to this work with Kid. It snows and then they kiss, which is great. I feel really, <laughs> yeah. really good about that. Yep, and, and, um, and very earned. It's a really romantic moment, and you just think, God, how are they going to resolve this and still be together by the end of the movie whilst he's in prison?
0: Um, <laughs> For doing the awful and, thing he's done. Yeah. yeah, the awful, awful awful crimes he's committed. He decides he's going to fess up. He's going to fess yeah. up, and so he goes and tells his friend, and then he goes to tell James L. Jones. But James L. Jones, you see, he's still Darth Vader, and he's psychically detected that he's going to try and do the right thing. And so it gives a long speech about the horrible things that are going to happen to him if he um, comes clean about lying. And yeah, that's the yeah. thing. I mean, but it turns out he's actually just talking about the um the board that he wants the guy to join. That's the thing about James Earl yeah. Jones; is he just says everything portentously. <laughs> it's really hard to not go along with it. That's my <laughs> problem with you. <laughs> in the in the hallway, you will find a mon- a single piece of wood that is representative of the abuse I have suffered every year of my life, and I hold that wood, and it reminds <laughs> me of the selfishness of man. Beside that is my coffee cup. Bring it to me. <laughs> oh, okay. So like the Stanley parable. I really thought I was in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you might be. still are. Different reasons.
1: <laughs> um, uh, and, and yeah, and our, our bloody hero, yeah. the anti-and very real hero, goes, I will be a part of the, the, the committee, but yeah. only because you have faith in me, not because of any of the awful shit I've done. <laughs> So he so he goes back to his flat and goes I didn't I didn't confess at all. What am I going to do?
0: Yeah. Julia Louise Dreyfus's boyfriend randomly notices a tiny plaque in a display case that he wasn't looking at. Um and he recognizes our hero's yeah. name is on the memorial fund uh plaque. Yeah. Shit. So they go to confront him about it, but then don't. Yeah. They do they they only do it later after a lengthy research period <laughs> which we don't see. Oh yeah. Don't um, worry. That's coming. Just
1: just so but- just so our um uh,
0: has no repercussions whatsoever. Um, we can't have him be confronted before yeah. it's convenient for him. But so, um, we've got a problem. Leslie Nielsen's sexy daughter is in his room. Oh no. Commando girl is coming over. Oh no! How could it get any worse? Uh oh! Our absolute hero's parents show up. No. Uh, in order to get into some japes. I hate japes. It's like Frazier. <laughs> it's
1: exactly like Frasier. Um, <laughs> the, it is. It's like bloody Seinfeld parents. with Julie Lewis Dreyfus turning up all over the place she comes in and doesn't really shop costanza that's the catchphrase isn't it yep nice
0: (laughs) um that's all of their catchphrases (laughs) even though even the one called george costanza his catchphrase is costanza and he does that sort of like i know it's my name thing and it (laughs) was like oh george you absolute
1: twat so he's going from room to room as it gets bigger and bigger and bigger it's a it's a really uh, great way of resolving this 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 little misunderstanding about the fact that he blacked up and um defrauded a scholar <laughs> scholarship committee yeah
0: we get a nice little reminder that all of this is happening because the parents just de- declined his um college payments on a fucking whim yeah on a whim great and now they're here to make it right because they just can and could yeah. and if he just waited a semester it would have been fine so that's a good thing to be reminded so, of. <laughs> great. So
1: he puts Leslie Nielsen's daughter <laughs> out on the on the balcony. Crazy. Am I right, guys? Um, he puts the parents.
0: After the friend takes some pictures of her nearly naked. Amazing. That, n- gotta love that. Nice one. You love that friend. Can't wait for you to help Mark get off later. <laughs> Our hero luckily is here to shove her out of a window still nearly naked. <laughs> it's so funny. True. Am I
1: right, guys? Oh, He pushes the parents into the, <laughs> the kitchen. Oh, what's he doing? Am I right? Kids in yeah. need of parents. And, and then he, in, instead of being normal and trying to like, explain his way out of the situation or to make, sure, make it feel like nothing's wrong at all, he screams in Sarah's face and then um, yeah. and then starts talking about how much he fucking hates the Beach Boys. And of course, it's all going to go wrong from there.
0: It is because, well, I mean, racist neighbor calls racist Leslie Nielsen to say that his racist daughter, kind of, <laughs> she's part of the problem, just emerged naked from his black tenant's house. Yes. Uh, so he storms over to cause some shit. Our hero now says that he's starting to feel as if he's black on the inside now. Lame. Yeah. And he tries to come out to everyone, but no one quite believes him or is, you know, following what he's saying. Yeah. Um, it's that great comedy thing where nobody can really put more than the last sentence that was said together. <laughs>
1: I, I, I love, love that it. he's being so funny and, uh, and, and like jumbly <laughs> and confused about this tricky situation. Yeah, it's he's, really all Aww. <laughs> yeah.
0: Aww. he's all jumbly. Aw. So Leslie Nielsen beats him up for having sex with his daughter. <laughs> It's so a yeah. cute jumbly. <laughs> this movie has made me feel good about a hate crime, though, because he definitely had that coming. <laughs> and it's hard to separate that of, oh, good, he got punched, with, oh, he could get punched for being black, though. <laughs> Shit.
1: Yeah, look, some, sometimes, like the utilitarian one, that's clearly <laughs> the right choice. The racists are happy. We're happy, like, as anti
0: racists. It's great. It's a really effective punch. Yeah. Punch felt around the world. It was wonderful. Meanwhile, julia louise dreyfus guy he's being conspiratorial because he found mm. out why did i write that i wrote he figures out why his friend faked his death he didn't fake his death he pretended <laughs> to be black where did that come from i don't oh, know Paul. maybe someone in the movie said it at the time i was writing it but anyway he's figured out why the guy lied about his um ethnicity and it's great mm-hmm. so all the pieces are yeah clipping together yeah, it's be... gonna mean trouble pretty soon so what what can they do
1: well, oh, well. What they can do, what well, they can do. I'm gonna warn you. Uh, it's not, it's not easy to watch, <laughs> but not because, not why, not because of why you think. Mm-hmm. Over, over the Christmas break.
0: Yeah, they kill Bunny, but nobody talks about that. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but
1: they decide to hold like hold a committee. They get James L. Jones along. Yeah, a very busy man, but he's a to
0: He loves it. Because.
1: Because of the connection he's formed with Mark, um, yeah. the, the really hard-working African-American yeah. student.
0: Somehow they've managed to engineer this so that they're all meeting to discuss his disciplinary dis- disciplinary hearing without yeah. having divulged what it is that he did wrong to seemingly anyone because they're all surprised. Including James L. Jones. Including James L. Jones, but... I didn't authorise this. <laughs> I oh. did not. I, d- I don't care. But it could be a chance for some much-needed catharsis here, and oh, fuck, here comes some comedy. Objection! To what? Well,
2: frankly, to your tone of voice.
1: Thingo pretends to be a lawyer, Mark's friend, and he does a big old speech about um, how you can't blame Mark for what he did because of the colour of his skin. Yeah! Making it feel like he's attacking black people. Can
2: we blame him for the environment in which he was raised? For the warped values which he learned from earliest childhood. For the people with whom he was surrounded. People who, as much as it pains me to say it, give daily evidence of underdeveloped intellect and deteriorating moral fiber. Can we blame him, ladies and gentlemen, for the color of his skin?
1: Every time he says something like, um defective IQ or, or whatever it focuses on a black person and that's great to make you think that they think they're being racially abused in this room and he gets right in James L. Jones's face <laughs> while saying something also saying something about black people and then um reveals that
0: as a matter of fact what he was doing was talking about how the experiences of a privileged white male could be comparable to the experiences of a young working class black male and I throw up a bit
1: yeah a little bit and he, he walks <laughs> yeah. in and everybody goes oh, how impressive and uh, and at no point on Mark's face does he look contrite. Yes, it's me. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm fucking white. I'm and, cr- and... yeah. Everyone forgive yeah. me
0: now. <laughs>
1: and and for the most part, they do. Yeah. Uh, James L. Jones takes him into the room later, and, and
0: it's, they, you know... Well, before, he... just before that, Julia Louise Dreyfus' boyfriend shows up and says, Aha! I know oh, it... Yeah. Oh. And everybody yeah. already... Oh, knows. you're already here with the... Oh, great. I'm glad we spent Damn. three previous scenes focusing on you for that, for that reveal.
1: So this is great. All the racists in the audience, <laughs> um, including the, three gu- the two guys who turn up three times throughout the movie to tell racist jokes. Yeah. They all go, oh, thank God. Thank God he's not black. Yeah. That makes us feel a lot better about telling racist jokes in public. <laughs> and, and then um, James L. Jones takes him into his office and says, well, I'm, I'm very angry with you. I hope you've learned your lesson. What are you going to do yeah. uh, to make this better? Well, and he lists a few things that w- w- would genuinely help, and then they yeah. have a. And then he goes, G- "Oh, you, you
0: thirty-one, <laughs> you, you, you. What are you like? Do you know what? It's actually kind of good that you did what you did.
2: You must have learned a great deal more than you pardoned for through this experience, Mr.
0: Watson. You've learned a great deal more than I thought. In many ways, <laughs> firstly because it." You know, it made you understand what it's like to be black. Oh, it didn't really make me understand what it's like to be black because I could have left at any time. So, and that's you know not the same movie. If you knew that, then what was the? Oh, we're nearly there. Yes,
1: this this, this therein therein
0: is the, uh, the 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 rub, Paul. Therein is the line that gets you gets m- people to excuse so much of the criticism <laughs> for this fucking film. But James Old Jones approves. We'll that. He approves of the awful thing that he did, uh, because of the lesson yeah. he learned along the way. Which is um, yeah, or didn't learn. Yeah, which is also a lesson. White man is uh, guy is forgiven for the awful thing he did because of the lesson he learned along the way. Is the alternate title to White Man the movie, but he even gets to reconnect with Commando Girl and the kid. Uh, he gets to impress yes. impress her with a bit of violence, and I'm reminded of Gili because I really just wish she had gone off without him. Because
1: <laughs> I really wish it was Gigli we were watching again.
0: I would rather watch Gili
1: um. again. I'd rather watch Julie again. I'd rather watch a lot than this. Um, he, he punches two racists across the room, yeah. um, therefore earning the name of Captain Punch. And, <laughs> and, the, and Sarah goes, what a great lesson for my young child who was there in the room with us. Um, and and you know what? When, when Now you're going to just double down and ask me a second time how I feel about interracial relationships <laughs> uh, in this moment after everything. Yeah. I'm going to
0: say, yeah, probably fine. Yeah. Let's, let's give it a go. Everything about you, you screams good, les- good lessons for my kid. So let's just oh, fucking do it. Jesus. Oh, Jesus Christ. To help contextualize this a bit, at my uh, in my organization, we do mm-hmm. disability equality training. Before mm-hmm. that, we used to do a thing called disability awareness training. Okay. And that would basically involve you go to a place with non-disabled people and you stick them in a wheelchair for a bit. They wheel around for half an hour, try and navigate some obstacles. And then afterwards, wow, I never knew it was so difficult to be a wheelchair user. Mm-hmm. And... Nowadays, that's more or less regarded as just a nonsense thing to do. Yeah. Because, and this is what's important, you can't be a tourist to discrimination. Mm. And the movie acknowledges that in a line, Mm. but doesn't really do anything to have earned... Like, why does our character know that? (laughs) How did he learn? Yeah. We didn't see that bit. We saw him experience some discrimination occasionally and largely played for laughs. And... We never get to see how inauthentic or hollow or not fucking worth it his experience has been. Yeah. And he even ultimately gets rewarded for having done it <laughs> twice. Yeah.
1: This this is this is the problem. It's 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 really a case of having its cake and eating it too. It's trying. Yeah. Like from the final lesson that he learns of of course I didn't mm. learn what it was like because I can choose to go back, I can be white whenever I want. Is it yeah. is a good message. But, in, but the rest of the film is, is then just going in and having, yes, him talking jive to his parents or Ugh. being blacked up as Princey Hendrix or, yeah. and, you know, we have these scenes like, oh, but he's not good at basketball like black people are. So it's fine. Yeah, it, it reminds me of um, in Stuart Lee's model comedian book, he talks about the, uh, a Jim Davidson DVD cover. Of him Hell yeah. being in a urinal next to a black guy, and Jim Davidson's looking at the camera like, "Look how much bigger his penis is than mine," and and that's meant right. to be like a, yeah, you know, I tell racy, racy, racist, sexist jokes, but look, I can, I can do a bit of the reverse by doing some more positive racism there, but yeah. but of, of course, it's you think it's a complimentary, but you're buying into the whole sort of the whole stereotype system, yeah. It's got him doing this really heinous shit. And at the, the yeah. very same time, it's oh, but we know it's wrong. And some of the characters are telling him it's wrong. And and yeah. look, he's
0: making a fool of himself. So so it's okay. Uh, it's about <sighs> white people's attitude to black people. Not about black people themselves, but they will be doing a lot of stuff that people really do believe about black people. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I saw that this <sighs> was... I saw Roger
1: Ebert, um, as well as it giving it one star, he said it was a genuinely interesting idea that was wrapped up in yes. some sort of dumb sitcom. Blah. And I, you know, it is a an interesting idea. It's probably not a movie that should have been made the way it was made uh, by white writers and directors, but it's an interesting thought. (laughs) It's an interesting theory. Maybe
0: it's a Lars von Trier-style uncomfortable (laughs) social experiment movie, maybe, but it's weird how the the harmlessness of it became like a defense mechanism for it. Like. Actor Rae Dawn Chong uh, felt the film was slated because, firstly, because of Spike Lee. Yes. She accused him of rallying audiences against um, the film. And she accused him of being jealous. And I think even the the year that this came out was the year that Spike Lee released his first movie. And even at that stage, I don't think he needed to be jealous of Soul Man. Also, it just seems to. It it, it just seems oblivious to the fact that making a movie with this premise means that you will have the odds stacked against you. Quite fairly so, I think. People Mm. are going to see this premise and be like that sounds like something kind of shitty. You need to justify why you've done this inherently controversial thing and not just hope that you can make a movie mild and lame enough to fly under the radar. It's like, oh, but if you actually watch the movie, you'll see that it's really inoffensive. And it's like, if you were going to take on this premise, maybe it should have been a little offensive in the right way, if you know what I mean. You know, how... Howell, the, the main actor he said something similar he said i'm shocked at how truly harmless that movie is this isn't a movie about blackface you see why that's a problem right yeah because i think you're right it's not really a movie about black play blackface but it is a movie in which you wear blackface throughout the whole thing yes and maybe that's why it should be a movie about black i think
1: we read the same two um articles slash interviews <laughs> um um i can do research sometimes when something really just triggers that um <laughs> That cringe and, and, and that embarrassment. Because yeah. this is the thing. you yeah. know I, I can see why they would think that. I think there's an element there of just defending the, the film they made without really allowing yeah. it for its fault, which is, is, sure. is a shame, really, because there's nothing wrong with just saying, hey, yeah, there are definitely some problems there. We were trying to do yeah. something. We were well-intentioned. And it was misguided. Misguided was a word, yeah. another word I saw. Um, I think it's just the Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> consensus, but this film is definitely misguided. Yes. Um, so well done, Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Naive, and, and you can accept that and, and say, okay, yeah. we meant well, but it, we made a lot of mistakes along the way. It's an interesting learning experience. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, every time it cut to him in blackface doing something yeah. ridiculous or, or even just sitting there, with a that yeah sh- that smile on his face that he has throughout the movie, Oh, God. It which is the sort of I win. <laughs> it's it, it, I I just I just fucking squirmed every yeah. time. It was so hard to watch. I know because couldn't believe they were doing it.
0: I mean, wearing I mean blackface. You know, as a tradition, as you know, you can go out there and read about the history of this, but it, it comes from a a a. a, a, a history of belittling or culturally misappropriating black culture, you know. I, I saw a critic who referred to it as a method by which white audiences would experience the novelty of black people without the danger of actually being near them, <laughs> you know. And We do appreciate that. We appreciate that. It's, it's very frightening, but... <laughs> You know, and, and that's that's what 30s audiences, you know, and 20s audiences used to get out of this sort of thing. And it was used yeah. by legitimate racists who were advocating for slavery. And the stereotypes were used to, like, mock the idea of freed slaves. And it's bespeaking yeah. a great history of hurt and pain. And I think I have a parallel here. Um, It's not a fun little admission. It's another poorly secret. But oh, um, good. and I think you're aware of this. I'm trying to remember if you were at this party or not. I don't think you were, but... Back when I was 20 years old, I went to a Halloween party at university, uh, mm. dressed up as a Nazi zombie. Oh yeah, I think I was there. Yeah, I think you were there. I Nazi zombie, because at the time, you know, Dead Snow had just come out and I'd really enjoyed that. And so mm. I was like, that's a cool look, I'm going to do that. So here were the things that went through my head before I did that. It looks yeah. cool. My friends will think mm. it's funny and it might get a reaction out of people those were the three things that went through my head here are the things that did not yeah. go through my head before i decided to wear this costume i might be making a political statement that i'm refusing to take responsibility for i mm-hmm. might be reminding people of fascism which might not be the funnest thing to be reminded of when you're in a fun party environment um might even be some jewish people there who really don't want specific reminders of this particular branch of fascism and also might be in yeah. my own small tiny little way normalizing fascist iconography in a informal or even fun setting. So, mm. the reason I bring this up is because if you're going to do something like this, I think you better have a pretty good reason to do it or you're just going to yes. dredge up a lot of bad feeling and horrible shit and upset people in the name of a cheap gag or mm. a bit of shock value. Because, you know, yes. it's a movie that makes a hell of a poster. You know, white guy dresses up as a black guy goes to college experiences, you know, mixed things it's you know it's a yeah. it's a big premise that you can put in a trailer you can put on a poster and you can draw people in for this sort of freak show aspect of it mm. but it really becomes obvious that they had this premise but they didn't really have the insight the experience or really the interest or care in making anything other than a sort of screwball animal house style comedy with it yeah and that's a shame yeah
1: i, I think so and the the, the problem is it wasn't written by Spike Lee or you know it 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 didn't wasn't written or directed by black voices yeah so it's it it's it would be really interesting again as a last mm. film trier thought experiment <laughs> if, if, you know if a like if a white guy made that film as mm. he did <laughs> yeah. um there, there's still there's still so much room for discussion and de- debate there yeah and it's not it's not a terrible thing in and of itself, but it re- yeah, it requires so much, so much more thought, <laughs> so, it's just so much more consideration to to deal with something like that. Do
0: you remember the bit where Homer goes back to college? No. Oh yeah. shit! He goes back to college and he says to that guy, "Hey, buddy, did you get a lot of that nerd?" And the guy just yeah. turns around and says, "Pardon me." And yeah, more stuff like that. If the actual black people, because you got James Earl Jones and you got the lady from Commando. You've got them yeah. there. They're about, but the rest of the sort of black community at this college are not present. And so there's no one there to sort of affirm how naive our main character is. He just encounters mild versions of, you know, what we believe to be issues that are facing black people. And yeah, mm. it just feels misinformed and kind of tragic. <sighs>
1: yeah, I, I I think that's it. I, I I I don't I don't harbour any will, ill will towards it, but I do never want to watch it again because I just felt so uncomfortable. I was sweating oh God, <laughs> throughout it. It's
0: also just so lame. It's so not funny. It's just
1: that's, that's it. The comedy didn't really yeah. hit, connect with me.
0: I think Paul Atanasio was on the right track, and I wondered. Oh, you were going to talk to me again, then? <laughs> never, never is going to happen. Never is going to happen. <laughs> never is that going to happen? I wondered how this could. Have been forgotten because I heard the premise and I was like, Jesus, why haven't I heard about this before? But it's just too pathetic to be angry with, really. Yeah. Which, to be honest, is probably how most of the people at that Halloween party saw me before and after. Yeah. And rightly so. It was clear enough that I was bringing up the um, Halloween party as an example of me doing an awful thing that no one should ever do, right? Yeah. Cool. Just want to yeah, make sure that's clear. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> let's quick fire. Speaking of awful things people should never do, let's continue with this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> quick fire. I
1: like the alarm clock intro music bit, hmm. um, where the the track Soul Man right. is playing, and uh, you know it's it's soundtrack. It's um, what's the word? Diegetic. Oh yeah, diegetic. Yeah. It comes in. It's that gag of it sounds like it's soundtrack, but it's the alarm, and he snoozes it, and it stops. Yeah. But then the movie waits about ten seconds, and then it comes on again, yeah. and it happens again, and I just I liked the patience i like the time and thought they put into that one bit of the movie um but it was it was a smart little bit i just noticed that my notes corrected it to
0: diabetic music <laughs> love that love that scene <laughs> take that Lou Reed. <laughs> oh jesus i um during that moment my amazon prime was uh, messing up and jesus christ this movie is on amazon prime but uh my prime was screwing up and so i was just like what the fuck is happening because the image would freeze and then the music would go on but then the oh, music no. would stop too and i'm like what's going on so it got very confusing that for me. Was. Um, there were some interesting match cuts, early on especially, and in particular there's a bit where the friend he goes to massage his friend's back by doing like the karate chop motion mm. across his shoulders. Oh, yeah. And the sound that we hear is of a printer printing out a thing. I just told you I never
2: applied for a loan before. How could I have a credit history?
1: Uh, okay. Yeah,
0: it was a cool little scene transition. I like that
1: nice is that does it transition into the bank scene yeah that's into the bank scene because because i really liked how protracted that printout was (laughs) um, as they're just sitting there waiting for his credit report to to come out and it's just it's the only sound in the scene and it goes on again for about 15 seconds cool going for that anti-comedy feel love it nice nice hey james l jones has a great voice jones oh james l jones
0: he's got a lovely voice
2: before I discuss the contents of this course I would like to make a few things clear Some of you may have had easy lives up until now Some of you may not life this semester is not going to be easy for any of you
0: It's great just to it's his voice. Incre- it's it's
1: so tree cool and he's <laughs> really just he's got that, that those darth vibes <laughs> Yeah. There's Vader vibes, Paul.
0: Speaking of great voices, Always. I really love Leslie Nielsen's voice. When he comes in and says his first line, I just it made me feel warm.
2: Yeah. Well there's nothing legally we can do right now. You just keep your eyes open for anything that breaks the lease. Pets, damage, drugs, loud music.
0: I like it. Even, yeah. even when he is just being a racist straw man to an idiot's argument. That's how they get you, Paul. Some <laughs> racists have nice
1: voices. Damn it. Look at Topher for grace. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's wrong with that guy? <laughs>
1: oh. And I did like James L. Jones in general in this. Oh yeah, sure. He's a really lovely presence. Yeah. And um, couldn't find any info on how he felt about the film.
0: <laughs> he just kept quiet about that one. It was dulcet at times. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it'd be a bit. He only spoke about it through David Prowse. It would be. A bit... <laughs> that movie was a bloody disgrace. <laughs> Michael Caine's David Prowse. <laughs> I spent seven weeks down in Devon once. it oh, yeah. Was all right. <laughs> I perfected the accent, but never felt the need <laughs> to use it.
1: Yeah, sure. Go on, mate. I was just trying to remember how to do a like a like a West Co- West Country accent. I've been using so many for different what? things recently. I
0: always remember Bill Bailey's impression of David Prowse being Hello. Darth Vader. What? That was sticks in my head. Yeah, if, right. You're a traitor to the Rebel Alliance. <laughs> it's, it's traitor. Traitor. Traitor to the Rebel Alliance. Traitor. Traitor. Yeah. traitor. Nah, fuck it. Traitor. Traitor. Hello. <laughs>
1: Hey, cool. Hey, Paul, Let's just do a West Country. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Paul's Let's just hour. spend
0: our time doing this. We got loads of it. <laughs>
1: hey, everyone really love the alarm clock bit. <laughs> so, um, when the dad, yeah. the awful dad, is telling his awful son he's going to let him pay his own way, uh-huh. um, he's doing these sit ups and the camera's upside down and uh, the the camera's following him, probably, yeah. as he's doing these upside down sit ups, and it was. I'm sure just something that was put in to make it a bit more interesting. But yeah. isn't that what Nolan's doing, just with a bit more thought?
0: <laughs> it it reminds me of a sort of Jacques Tati sort of satire of uh, modern yeah. modern life, this incredibly ridiculous um, exercise thing. Yeah, I quite like that. Mm. I'll say this. I guess
1: you're, you're having that whilst he's giving this terribly this terrible news to his son. Yeah. Um it's a nice it's, juxtaposition there. It's, yeah,
0: it's like I, I can spend money on this crazy thing, whatever the fuck this is, but not your education. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good bit. What the French call conflict, <laughs> and that's what I expect from the director of Friday the Thirteenth Part, whatever. See <laughs> uh, Thomas Howell's performance would make for a pretty good deranged villain. It's a shame he never got to play the Joker.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would have
0: worked. It would have really worked. <laughs> He's he
1: does he does have a bit of a Bateman to him, doesn't he?
0: Yes, he really fucking did. It was sometimes quite magnetic. The- like you just wanted to watch to see the the weird things he would do.
1: He's, he's a very well-kept, devilishly handsome, mm. rich kid. And but with a real
0: shitty grin.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's like Patrick Bateman, but also the, the character Christian Bale played in Shaft.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Patrick Bateman. <laughs> I
1: liked when Mark is Mark. trying to... He's calling around, looking into scholarships, and he, uh-huh. he's like, mm, uh-huh. okay.
2: She said they had financial aid for people whose parents are poor. Not people whose parents are assholes.
1: And it made me laugh just imagining the secretary or the admin assistant who's giving him that news over the phone. (laughs) Um, The the, the civil servant, like public servant type person who was just relaying that information as though it was actual uh, regulation.
0: (laughs) That's pretty good. Silly idea. I liked it. When they've moved into their new digs, their student digs, uh, we see the friend put a hammer through the wall whilst trying to put a nail in, and he does it really shitly, like it's his first swing of the hammer, and it goes straight into the wall. <laughs> and he says, yeah. in the same shot without cutting, we ought to get an ocelot, and then linger for a second more, and then cut. And the combination of two half-decent gags, in just the yeah. right timing, made surprised me enough to make me smile. Aw. <laughs> that's good. It made me yeah. go, he's crepuscular. <laughs> What's
1: that? Archer.
0: Oh, right. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I love that. When James L. Jones is giving his speech to the students about how life isn't going to be easy for students, yeah, I just remembered how much I fucking love university. Yeah, I, went, <laughs> I, mean, but I do appreciate that. I knew at the time that it was going to be the best and easiest years of my life. <laughs> I'd spent two years working in a brain in, on a brain injury ward, and then going into just nine to five reading books. Yeah, it was was piss easy. So going going back to just going to relive that through James L. Jones' sternness. <laughs> It's just wonderful.
0: Yeah, I wish I
1: he was my teacher. He'd have fucking loved me.
0: <laughs> you fucking would have. After he gives that speech, um, he mu- he mumbles something probably sexually suggestive to um uh to commando lady, and James Earl Jones captures him and and asks him, "What what did you say there?" And he says, "I couldn't help murmuring my approval of your opening remarks." And I just like the idea of, like him addressing the fact that he was murmuring showed a certain amount of self yeah self realization that made me smile. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it, was, it was a sort of um overtly
0: crap line. Yeah, um, like o- o- overtly formal, I suppose. <laughs> Your speech was so elegant, I couldn't help but write it on a write a small note across the room.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> get you, writers. Uh, I um, I did think a couple of the basketball flubs were amusing. Yeah. There's one where he goes to. Sh- like shoot over arm and he just launches the ball and it flies out of shot until the camera catches up with it to see it sail over the board <laughs> or like to the top left just yeah. way off target Yeah. and there's another one where he goes for a slam dunk and um, just wedges the ball stuck between the ring and the board
0: yes I saw and that, that
1: was quite impressive I think it's it, it com- um, like combination of good camera work just yeah. suddenly stopping on it and the slow motion of it yeah,
0: they tickled me yeah, and good stuff good. Um, I like James Old Jones' line.
2: Mr. Watson, I am not a humorless man. But if you're going to take up my class time making jokes, please see to it that they are funny.
1: Mm, his, his, I'm, I'm not a humorless man. Maybe yeah. like Im- immediately imagine him just sitting with a snifter of brandy, laughing <laughs> at something very droll.
0: Yeah, like Captain Holt <laughs> from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> Probably. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I guarantee. Best show ever. Brooklyn that is North an night. apt description, mate. Apt as fuck. Podcast over.
1: <laughs> George was a very cute boy. Oh, that's George, my next one. Boy George. That's my next he one. He's adorable. pretty fucking
0: cute, that kid.
1: I love him 3000.
0: Aww. What an adorable little thing. You go to Harvard?
2: Yeah, I go to Eleanor Roosevelt.
0: My name's Mark Watson. What's yours?
2: George Walker.
0: You best have another one because I agree too much with that one.
1: Oh, it's shit. Inadmissible. Right. Um, well, God, if we're talking about Sarah's family, her grandparents are lovely as well. They're Aww. very nice people, nice and they family. were just—they were fucking nice. And Mark didn't deserve <laughs> to be anywhere near them.
0: Yeah, Jesus. I mean, my next note is that Commander Girl is quite good, even if she, you know, is only yeah. here in so much as she is useful to our hero to learn things about himself. Nevertheless, she played it quite nicely. It's the best way of doing it: one white person at a time.
1: <laughs> in in the crazy sitcom mix-up. Um, he he's got the balaclava over his head when his parents are there. Uh, mm. When he's st- talking to his parents, he can't <laughs> reveal that can't reveal that he's black because yeah, weirdly they'd they'd be confused. And oh. um, but there's just one thing when he's finished screaming in Sarah's face about everything yeah. being fine and the Beach Boys being shit, he very awkwardly pulls the balaclava back over his head after yeah. he stops speaking and then runs into the kitchen and it's it's so gloriously awkward. Yeah, I just found found myself being able to appreciate the absurdity of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Surrealism of it.
0: Um, my last good one is the guy when the guy the the two guys have been telling jokes throughout the whole thing. Yeah, eventually our main character at the very end loses patience with them and punches them so hard that they fly into two fucking tables, and just smash it beneath their weight, and it's pretty dynamic was kind of cool it was, cool. <laughs> it was it, yeah it was very
1: quick and powerful yeah and a, a lot of I think that's going to stick in my mind unfortunately more than <laughs> the, the very important <laughs> lessons that yeah. I learned from the rest of the film yeah um and i did there was something to that recurring motif of like yeah. these two kids turning up just just kicked onto screen and they'd tell a racist joke and laugh and then they'd see mark because the first time they see him he's not, <clears throat> Mark isn't really thinking about it because he's not black on the inside yet. Yeah. Um, and he's like, "Oh yeah, no, no worries, no offence Yeah. And he's like, "It's cool, don't worry about it." And then they go away and they come back and when they when they're caught telling those jokes again, they kind of they see him and go, "Oh, still no harm, hey?" Because like, he said it the, the first time around. It's yeah. It's, it's one of the uh, like it's 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 saying something I think about white people not speaking out against racism.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was like the the consequences of permissiveness. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah,
1: that's a really nice way of putting it. Mm. In the in the in the flat when it's a sitcom now, Mark's bought Sarah a Christmas present, so she can't mm. go in his room, which is where Leslie Nielsen's racist Leslie Nielsen's daughter is. And Gordon says, "I'll go turn it off. I know what I'm getting." And he smiles and squeezes Mark's shoulder. Yeah. And just as I say it, I've realised now that that is him talking about taking pictures of Leslie Nielsen's daughter.
0: Oh God! I already know what I'm getting. Jesus Christ!
1: Yeah. I I thought that that was just some cute. It, he squeezed yeah. his shoulder and went, I'll go turn it off. I know what I'm getting, and gave him a nice smile. And I thought it was just a weird.
0: No, he's going to take pictures of s- like, the girl. Like short of the Dead with.
1: level homoeroticism. But actually, it's just him yeah. going in because he's going to take photos of this girl in her pants. Now, fuck that. Yeah, and then um,
0: masturbate to them later on. on yeah, Jesus' day. Jesus' yeah, day. Yeah, the
1: real actor, Ari Gross, is doing it now. <laughs> actually, Ari Gross, uh, when he's giving this speech and he's saying all this stuff, um, in implying that black people are degenerate mm. um but actually it's talking about mark he says he says one of those things and then he mm. stops right in front of james l jones podium and he has this really weird melting way of bringing him up over the podium to stare directly in james l jones's face yeah and it's a it's a really memorable hypnotic movement that he had <laughs> good good physical acting there from harry gross
0: yeah um Good stuff
1: and the, the final thing was just James L. Jones horrified stare after the reveal. Oh, the, I will say that when Mark walks in and he's he's I'm white again, hooray! James L. Jones, the the the, the horror in his eyes hmm. when he's <laughs> staring at him is yeah, just should be the poster for for this movie. <laughs> should have been in every cinema. Come and see Soul Man,
0: everyone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, good stuff. Well, that's just about done talking about Soul Man. Did any of the OG team <laughs> care to talk anything about Soul Man? Well,
1: Harrison Vivo, who recommended uh, right. it, confirmed that he regrets nothing. Why would he? Nah. <laughs> no, why, why would he? Because he didn't have to do this. But I assume he has watched it at some point. Or well, maybe he hasn't. So there was that. And uh, Ollie <laughs> from Video Negative got in touch to say that maybe he'll give it a go, but probably not. Uh, <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. I hope he didn't. So that was it. Thanks, OGT. Thanks, OG team. We're sorry if any of you contemplated or got close to watching Soul Man because of us. Maybe you should. Maybe what we shouldn't you forget. So? You know what? In the same way we mustn't edit out racially insensitive scenes from old movies, maybe we shouldn't forget that as recently yeah. as 1986, we as a species allowed Soul Man to happen, and Ronald Reagan watched it and said it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> what a crime. Kill that. I-, I
1: think it adds to a very interesting. Very, very essential discussion
0: Oh Christ Well, let's talk about some movies that added to that dis- To all sorts of discussions about how good movies are Because let's talk about The One Better Thing yeah. The One Better Thing Yeah, yeah. sounds great Do you want to go first? I've got nothing Oh, okay, we have a think um, First of all, I started with um, Black Klansman Because there's a scene that really reminded me of it Um, Spike Lee's Black Klansman If you haven't seen it, watch mm. it, it's amazing Um, But there's one scene in particular where um, John David Washington has gone undercover with, first of all, a militant black power movement. Um, And he goes and sees a speaker giving this speech. And at that stage, even though he is genuinely black, he is very much an imposter in the movement because he's a member of the police force who's only been given this Mm. gig because, um, you know, he's able to fit in. So he is still an imposter in this sort of radical movement. And through the speech, he gets to learn something through... You know, this guy's in powerful words, and through the incredible direction that Lee in, in, you know imposes in that mo- in that scene, we get to feel something of the passion that fueled that movement, and convincingly see John David Washington learn something. You know, and it's just a really incredible moment that sort of reminded me of stuff that was meant to be happening in this. Um, and then yeah. the other one that came to mind is American Animals. Hmm. American Animals is a movie that is it's a do- it's oh god it's hard to describe it's a documentary drama mm. kind of thing that mixes real life you know rec- uh, real life pe- uh interviews with the people who did a horrible thing with people mm. reenacting it um it's a film by bart Layton who's done this sort of thing before in um, his incredible movie the imposter american animals is about a bunch of um, young kids who decide they're going to rob their university library um, of the rare books that they have there, including a, a very rare Charles Darwin book. Hmm. And it's a comedy. It's funny. It's funny for sh- uh, that for showing these guys doing something truly awful and selfish and dumb. And it manages to be funny whilst also never losing track of what the the, the selfish intentions at the heart of this, which were real to our main characters and to the people who did it, but nevertheless very, Wrong and naive, and the price mm. that they had to pay as a result of their actions is very real. So, yeah, it's just a really impressive film that yeah, I cool. highly recommend. So, yeah, my one better things. Um,
1: yeah. it's hard because the first thing that came to mind was Get Out. We've spoken about it so <laughs> so much at this point; it's almost not worth <laughs> it. But it's such an apt recommendation. After this, mm. because it feels like Get Out is making all the points that Soul Man is making, except that it's it's had all the thought and all the justification, um, right, and all the brilliance where Soul Man was lacking. Yeah, the social aspects of racial stereotyping, for example, it's so on the nose in Soul Man and, and Get Out. Whilst there's so much of it that's on the nose, hammering you in the face, um, there's just there's just such, such an intelligent and funny and and weirdly <laughs> charming um, or definitely beguiling. <laughs> um like idea there and i'm sure there are still there are people out there who have not seen get out yet because it's a horror film and it's it's social horror definitely and it it has uh, i would say first and foremost if you're still still haven't gotten around to get out Mm. just just give it a go you'll be pleasantly surprised it has it's it's not a horror film not in the way you think it's going to be yeah so just watch it
0: yeah just do that apt 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 i tell you and what else is apt well, those one good things, one better things, even whatever. The one better thing, people. Fuck yeah, people. I I went to say Goodman ah. said people instead. People, <laughs> people, me. Hello, people. How legion. can people? How can Goodman find out about one good
1: thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can, I can get onto
0: Twitter and Facebook at OTC Pod. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah, brilliant. Any any, any other things? What what else can you do? What, yeah. what if you wanted to give uh, money to yourself? How would you do that?
1: Oh, I could. You could. That's really interesting. So all I have to do is... So you're saying all I have to do is... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I could sign up to our Patreon, which for as little as $1 a month. I get exclusive access to bonus content as well as keeping the, the lights at OTT Towers running. And I would be really thankful for that, for that support.
0: You That's would. Really you'd love yourself for that. Hmm. Yeah, and so would I. It's
1: interesting, because I was doing a bit where I was talking to the people. And then you just <laughs> but kept you answering. I was doing the... a bit
0: where you were answering your own questions. <laughs> and that's how the so whole thing went. So so that's the dynamic that we've got. <laughs> if you want to hear more classic bits like that, where, you know, sometimes we're even on the same page, you can just head over <laughs> to, all, to the, just all those places that Goodman mentioned and have a lovely time there. In the meantime... I'm Paul Bits. I'm the other Paul Bits. (laughs) Just two Paul Bits To this one. Not the same bit, crucially. Um, And remember, the one good thing about Soul Man is that some things are just too rubbish to be really shit. (laughs)